It is Nile Boylan with you for the next hour or so on the Nile Boylan podcast today from 12 to 1 o'clock. Don't forget, 12 to 1 o'clock every day between Monday and Thursday. And if you want to catch up on any of the shows that we've done over the last three months, all you got to do is go to our website, nileboylan.com. The most important thing, of course, is that we ask you on a regular basis to try and support us. You can register on the website to support us. And that gives you access, of course, to all the videos. The audio for all the shows, including the live show during the day, you can watch it and listen to it free of charge. We will never charge you for that. On all the platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and everywhere else, you will never be charged to listen to the show every single day. But we ask you to support us if you want to watch all the videos from previous shows, and they are on the website at nileboylan.com. So please, it's just the price of a pint, and it helps us to continue to give you a platform, because that's what this is all about, giving you a platform to air your views on social issues, issues in the news, or whatever it happens to be, and whatever we decide to talk about. If we decide to talk about something, and it's not what you want to talk about, you want to talk about something different, let us know. All you got to do is WhatsApp us on 85 55 That's 85 55 And before we start today, can I point out, by the way, I'm going to have to apologize because I might cough every now and again. I have a bit of a dodgy cough at the moment. Um, I'm fine, by the way. There's nothing seriously wrong. It's just a cold. Um, so it kind of causes me to these little coughs every now and again. So I do apologize. I have my water here anyway, but never let that get in the way of radio. They say... Break a leg, as they say. Now, I want to get to what's really important story. Somebody sent us a screenshot yesterday from a very popular uh, Facebook group. Um, I think you all probably know which one it is. It's the one where all the women are giving out to each other all day. Anyway, and that particular post talks about a woman who has, uh, who's been given a four-bedroom house by the council but has five children, and she said the children don't want to share a room, and she's thinking of turning it down. Now, somebody told us that she did turn it down, but then somebody else told us it was a fake post. But that's kind of irrelevant. The reason I'm talking about it is because over 5,000 offers of social housing were refused in the last two years with a variety of reasons given. And this is according to the Irish Independent and an analysis they did. An average of one in five offers were turned down with almost 25,000 offers of social housing made across 21, 22 and the start of 23. As many of two in five offers were refused last year alone, according to the county-by-county county breakdown. Now, the reasons why people refuse the offers, right? Not enough space in the front garden, lacking in garden space, uh, lacking in parking space for two cars, or being located too close to an ex-partner, not located close enough to my mother, lack of storage for motorbikes, lack of uh, and bedrooms being too small were also among the reasons of the nearly 5,100 social houses being offered in 21 and 22. Kildare had the highest rate of refusal and declines, with 38%, 38%, that's over a third of people, said, nah, don't mind that one. Anyway, apartments or duplex being offered instead of houses is another one of the common refusals. Uh, people on council housing waiting lists also complained that homes were being offered where in areas where there's antisocial behaviour. Leitham County Council said in some cases homes were turned down as they were too close to an ex-partner and the reason for council offers being rejected included tenants wanting new or refurbished homes and not wanting second-hand ones, not wanting apartments, they weren't happy with the heating system and the area might have had a bad internet connection. Among some of the more common reasons for rejection, as I said earlier on, were garden space, not enough room for two cars. Some of the odder reasons, not enough room in the back garden for a large trampoline, not enough space in the kitchen for an American fridge, no green in the front of the house, uh, too far from my mother's house. I was away in Spain for the summer. Could you give it to someone else and I'll get another one when I come back? That's truthful, by the way. The council contacted a family who were on the housing list and they said they were away in Spain living there for the summer 
and they wouldn't be back before the end of the summer, they could give it to somebody else and they would contact them as soon as they got back to take another offer. Kerry County Council said properties were turned down because even pets uh, were allowed, even though pets were allowed, dogs that were listed on the Dangerous Dogs Act, under the Dangerous Dogs Act, were not allowed on the property and people turned it down. And the most common reasons, as I said earlier on, was not close enough to the mother. Um, another reason, no charging facilities for an electric car. Now, hold on for a second. If you're taking a council house on low income or have no job, how can you afford an electric car? Anyway, um, and the gardens had no shed. Buy a shed. Anyway, furniture doesn't fit. Um, look, I could go on and on about the reasons. And currently at the moment, you are allowed to refuse up to three properties. But there has been suggestions in the past that people shouldn't be allowed to refuse properties. And the line, and I don't want to use it, but people do use it, beggars can't be choosers, has often been given. But I want to know what you think. Should people be allowed to refuse properties for any of those reasons? Antisocial behaviour, not close to mother, all those kind of things. Should they be allowed to refuse houses or should they not? In other words, if they refuse a house, should they be taken off the list or banned from the list? Let me know what you think. Uh, the number, as usual, is 085-100-2255. That's 085-100-2255. Let me first of all go to Derianne if I can. Derianne, hi, how are you? Doesn't seem to be there, unfortunately. Are you there, Darianne? Hmm. Can I go to, uh, is it Addy or Aidy? Aidy. Aidy, how are you doing, Aidy? I'll come back to Darianne in a second. For some reason, I just can't seem to get her on the phone. Go ahead, Aidy. How's it going? How are you? Um, I suppose I'm in a situation where, like, if I was offered a, a house, I, I'd take it straight away. I'm in a position now where I've been homeless for the last three months. Um, I was... I was kicked out of, out of the family, my, what I thought was family home, but uh, three months ago. And since then, I've been trying to find a place. I'm on the homeless registry and trying to find a place. Um, I'm sleeping rough, but I'm working. Um, it's just so hard to find, find a place at the moment. I, I know it is. It is I'm hard. doing something wrong. Mm. I'm not sure if I, I'm doing something wrong or I just, I just don't know. And um, for the last two months I've been sleeping in a tent out towards um, the Lucan area and all my personal belongings were uh, stolen from me. Oh, I think I saw your message coming in on WhatsApp. That's right, your laptop and all your bits and pieces that you had in the tent were all taken when you went out to get your hair cut, if I remember rightly. I, I, was, I was at work and I also went out to get a haircut and I came back and everything was taken. Um, my laptop, my, my chargers, cables, um, my battery pack. Um, my my clothes, my blankets, everything. So all I had left was an old sleeping bag and the work that I had. And where do you see yourself now in, you know, five years? Do you uh, The way you feel at the moment, it feels reasonably hopeless, I imagine. Uh, and I'm sorry to hear that, by the way, that you're in that situation. So many people, by the way, when, particularly when families break up, separate, divorce, whatever it is, find themselves in a situation, primarily the men, if there's children involved, find themselves with nowhere to live. And trust me, I understand exactly how that feels. So wh where do you see yourself now in, in two years' time? Do you see any way out of this kind of trap you're in at the moment? Well, that's what I'm trying to work towards. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm working, I don't smoke and I don't drink and I don't, I'm not on drugs, I'm not antisocial in any way. I like watching the rugby and I like having fun. But like I said, I don't get drinks so I, it's not, that, it's not that a problem with drugs or anything like that, but it's just so frustrating trying to find a place and the places that, that are asking um, they're all female only. Yeah. And as as a, as a man, it's it's hard to find a place, and that's what I'm currently trying to do. No matter where I look, 
I'm turned down. Um, I don't know what to do. Yeah, but well, um, well, as, well, as a single man, unfortunately, you're not priority. <laughs> That's the problem, isn't it? Yes, um, pretty much. Um, yeah. Like I said, at the moment I'm sleeping rough. Last night I slept half the night in the garage station and the other half in a kind of wooded area with a bit of shelter and a blanket over me. Oh, no. I'm so sorry, Aidy. That's really difficult. And I, 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 you have my sympathy. Absolutely have my sympathy. Do you, do you have any friends that might let you use a sofa or something like that for the time being, even? Uh, all my friends are down in Cork, not in Dublin. Right, okay. So all my family are in Cork again, not in Dublin. And it's just so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. And when when you're sleeping rough at night, I mean, as I said, it must be difficult at the moment. It's not the weather's not too bad, thankfully. Um, but getting closer to the the end of the month now, it's going to get start getting a bit colder. I mean, what are you going to do? You can't sleep out in the middle of the woods, you know, coming into the winter months. Well, at the moment, I have no choice. I'm I'm down on the, uh, the homeless tree, and I haven't heard from him in, in the last three months. Even though I try to get him, see if I can get somewhere just to stay, just to have somewhere to sleep. That's semi safe or or safe, and it's I find it impossible. I was going I was going to say that. I'm not, not sure if. It's, yeah, lying I'm not in, sure if it's because I'm doing something wrong or, or what's the story. I was going to say lying in the woods, you know, in the middle of the night on your own is probably not the safest thing to be doing either. Sure it's not. No, and then was it Sunday? I was in a car accident. I was hit by a car and I fractured both my hands. Oh, no. And I'm still working. Right. Well, yeah, you feel you have no choice, I suppose. I mean... I don't know what to say to you, Eddie. You've had a real run of bad luck, unfortunately. Uh, and it's just not things are not going too well. But hopefully they'll improve. And, you know, you'll find somewhere. So have, you've been on to the council, have you? I have. And what, what, was, some, what was their well, response? I first registered when I was made homeless. Same day I registered for homelessness. Took me about a week to sort it out. And since, uh, in fairness to the same community, they did they, try to help, but there's only so much they can do. Do they not um, have a bed and breakfast or something for you, or somewhere for you to stay? They did for a few nights, but um, I tried some of the hostels inside Dublin City, but I didn't feel safe there. And no, they I were can, not. I can understand that. Um, I couldn't have any of my personal belongings next to me, just in case I would be uh, stabbed for a murder like that, which is which is even worse. And uh, I just didn't feel safe. I actually felt safer sleeping out in a tent in the middle of the woods than I did inside the hostel. It's as simple as that. So all your stuff is gone now, your laptop, your clothes, everything has been everything. has been taken. Yeah. So what have you got left now, apart from your phone, obviously, because you're talking to me. But what, what have you got left? I have a Just bag. A... I, I have a bag, a scooter, and a lock, and I have no charger, so that was taken as well. So you've no way of charging the scooter once, once it runs out of battery power? Yes, very much. You must feel so alone. Oh, it's tough. Yeah, I know. It can be. And, and trust me, you know, it's a difficult situation when, when a marriage breaks down and, you know, and there isn't enough space and there isn't enough money and there isn't for two people, um, you know, to go and get their own places to live. Um, years ago, the, the judges would decide who lived in the family home. But nowadays, it's just taken whoever is looking after the children looks lives in the family home. And that's just the way it is, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And the other person then has to fend for themselves. The other person, primarily usually being men, have to fend for themselves and figure out how, where they're going to live. And it's not always easy. I know that. Trust me, I've been in that situation. It's very difficult. 
It's a situation, situation I've been it's a situation I do find myself, I'm trying to get myself out of it. Like I said, I, I have a fairly good job, but I get paid at the end of the month. And it's halfway through the month, so I'm not going to be paid for an hour. Uh, while um, I paid off what I what I apparently owed my ex, so I don't know where anymore. So only the money I do get, I'll try and get into a place. But like I said, it's so hard to get into a place. Regardless, is the next problem. And um, when I got all my stuff stolen, it just set me back so much. Uh, it, it just kind of sometimes I think because what's the point? But there's loads of points. Things will get better, Eddie. They will get better. Trust me. I, I know, as I said, I've been in your situation. Maybe not quite as bad as yourself, but I've been in your situation. And they do get better. You know? And actually, um, no matter how hard I try, everything's going wrong. I don't know what, what I'm doing wrong or what's the story. But well, no, you're not, you're not doing anything wrong. The system, unfortunately, is not helping you. You're not, you're not doing anything. Don't be blaming yourself. You're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, I am. What? Oh, clearly, I am doing something wrong because no matter what I try and do, it doesn't work. I watch it all well. But like, the only thing that's keeping me together is um, that I'm working away as hard as I can, trying to get as much money together again as fast as I can so I can get somewhere. Um, I don't care where I bloody stay as long as I feel safe. Yeah, that, that's all that matters, um, isn't it? That you have somewhere to put your head down um, and feel safe at night. And then when I hear stories about people who say, this, oh, I don't want to take the house because it's not close to my parents or it's not close, or I don't have no parking space, then, then you adjust your life to what fits the house. Yeah, you, you, I know, you'd be, you'd be glad of us. You'd be glad of us. Anything at all. My parents are down in Cork. I'm here in Dublin. Yes, I would love to be next to my parents, but and all my work's here. And what do, you, what do your family think of your situation that you're in currently at the moment? Pardon? What do your family think of the situation that you're in currently at the moment? They don't know. They don't know? No. That's because they'd want to help you if they did know, wouldn't they? I'm sure. Uh, uh, look, my, my dad's got his own health, health issues and my mum is under enough pressure as it is with that and she doesn't need, they don't need anything else to stop them. Um, as far as I know, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm not doing um, perfect. I'm not rolling in it. No, I'm not. They think I'm not sleeping rough or anything like that. Right, so they have no idea of the circumstance you're in and that you feel kind of helpless. And at the moment, I'm sure you feel there's no light at the end of the tunnel for you, but there is a light. You know what I mean? There always is. And you look back, you, you, I promise you, in two years' time or a year's time maybe, you look back at this time in your life and go, God, that was awful. You know what I mean? You, you, I hope so. You will. No, I really you will. do. No, you will pick yourself up. Um, like I said, I know if I focus on work and just try and get it together, and how is, will turn around, but at the moment it just feels so heartbreaking. It's so, so tough. No, it's, it's heartbreaking. Listen to you. How is your mental health at the moment? To the floor? No idea. Yeah. Like, no one to talk to. Who am I going to talk to? Is there anybody that you can ring, that you can chat to, friends? Can you ring some, do you have any friends you can ring up and talk to? And not really, not in Dublin. They're all in Cork. And what about what about the you know the like ringing up the likes of the Samaritans, Men's Aid, Pieta House? There, there are many of them that I I know that it takes a, I take takes a lot of bravery to ring places like that because for you there's a lot of pride, Do you know, and I get that, but you do have to ring you do, you have to talk to people, lady. You can't keep this to yourself. 
you can't just sit there struggling and being upset about it because other people may be able to help you. You You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, I have met people and I've met nice people, but one consider considering any friends. You know what I mean? But they will consider them friendly and stuff like that. But I would never be able to unload on them. Um, I know what you mean. I should. My mental health is fifty-fifty. Thankfully, I'm not thinking. Um, do I want to harm myself or anything like that? But pressure of am I going to sleep tonight is probably the biggest pressure what's on my head right now. Um, like, I have no idea where I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm going to sleep today, play it where I was last night, but it's going to rain tonight. And I have to go off and spend what little money I have left until the end of the month to buy a jacket or something waterproof that at least keep dry and out of the rain. And what part of Dublin are you in at the moment? Don't tell me exactly where you are, but what part of Dublin? Um, I'm, in, I'm in the Lucan area. In Lucan area, okay. I'm sure there, there. I'm sure there's people that will help, but there's people that will happily help in the area. You sound like a really nice guy, Eddie. You know, you don't. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not like I'm sure if you ask for help, and I know it's not easy to ask for help, but people will help you. Like I said, I tried the thing that I was told. This is what you do. This is what you do. You get an answer within three, four weeks, maximum month, and it's been months and heard anything. So I kind of gave up on it because what's the point? They're not going to answer. Um, I tried contacting Samaritans again regarding it, but their hands are tied as well. Um, they just passed me on to Ed County Council and they go, oh, we've nothing available. We have emergency accommodation in Dublin and then I have to go back in there and feel unsafe where yeah. I won't sleep properly. In a hostel, yeah. So I see... Oh, I'd actually feel worse if I was actually sleeping inside one of the hostels. And no offence to the guys who run the hostels. They no, no, I know, fault. no, I understand. No, I know. Everybody knows the, the, exactly the situation you're talking about. And a lot of people, you know, they have to hide their shoes in case they're stolen on them. I understand what it's like, and it can be very difficult to be in a hostel with a lot of people who might have social issues, for example. And that can be very difficult and unsafe. Mm. You know. So, do me a favour. Say, Adi, just stay there for a second. I mean, can I get Terryanne? Is she back now, Terryanne? Either. Okay. Hi, and I can you hear me now. I can, yeah. I mean, you've been listening. Yeah. You've been listening to Aidy talking. My heart breaks for this guy. You know, his marriage broke up. He's now nowhere to live. He did have a tent that was stolen on him, and all, all his stuff. He's slept in a forest last night. No, no. look, I, I, <clears throat> I've been down the same road, um, and um, I've actually spent a night in a Father McCurry. Uh, hostel in central Dublin but I, what I will say is like my heart breaks but um, please give that guy my number I may have two options that I know of um, and I'm very sincere about that so please do pass that number on to him and get him to talk to me today um, and in the meantime your your subject like I mean it's just despicable that people will, the list that you read out, that, that people turn out because they can't fit their American fit. Well, yeah, people turning down social housing. Yeah, this, I mean, yeah, yeah. This report is, I mean, in some areas, it's 33% of people are turning down social houses. And AD would yeah, love one well, of those houses. Of course. And you see, the problem here is it's nothing to do. It's more to do with how the council are running this whole situation. They don't seem to take into account that there's the likes of AD there. Um, 
who who should automatically be brought in and those people I was going to originally say not been taken off the list when you look at what we're in now and the likes and, and, and there's plenty of ladies out there right now because no as I said I've been there been one of them and um and again, well, 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 hang on, Darianne, let's just call a spade a spade here and forget about the political correctness. There are people come into this country from yeah. all over the world over the last year, over 100,000 people, and many of them are staying in hotels, many have got modular homes, many have got apartments from the state, and here's AD, one of her own citizens, and he's sleeping in a forest. I yeah, mean, that's, well, that's I unacceptable. Was... No, it's totally unacceptable and I was one of the ones that did speak out at the time and said yes let all, as many people in as you want but sort out our homeless situation first <clears throat> and I, you know and I will not retract from that because like why should somebody you know who through no fault of their own end up and in my day it was me that had to let go of the family home because there was you know you said it there yourself so it doesn't matter, man or woman. Nobody deserves to be in these situations. No. And, so if, and by the way, don't get me wrong. I know, I know what Eddie, Eddie, the situation Eddie's in currently at the moment, because many people yeah. who go through separation and divorce, particularly men, Absolutely. but with young children, because obviously the, the ex-wife will keep the home because she's looking after the, the children or whatever it is, and um, find themselves in the situation that he's in. It's a kind of dead end situation, and I, you know, I'm worried sick about the man now. No, it's, look, you know, we talk about the earthquake um, and we're giving the money. Fine. Here's an Irish person who can't even buy a jacket till the end of the month. All this stuff is stolen. We're, we're, we're this, um, oh, I can't think of the word, but we're, we are two-faced in this country. We love to be seen to be helping, you know, the world and its mother. But yes, one Irish person living in the state that AD is living in is not acceptable. It's just not acceptable. And as a country, you know, I know there's plenty of people who who will and probably will come on after and, and offer to help this guy. But that's not the point. The point is there should be systems in place to help genuine people like AD who ends up mm. through no fault of his own, who's working, who's trying his best. Nobody's mental health can't sustain that sort of way for long. And but by the way, I, I'm curious as well. Sorry, AD, are you still there? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. AD, where where do you eat every day? Where are you having your dinner? Um, I got Tesco pick up some sandwiches or some fruit and veg, orange juice. Right. Just out in the street. I don't really. And probably on a week on weekend, I, what I used to do is treat myself to a. Uh, to uh, any rockets, burger and chips. Okay, that would be a kind of treat for you, would it? Yeah. But you don't obviously get to cook anywhere because you've nowhere to cook. No, I've nowhere to cook. And if I was to cook anywhere, I'd be, I'd be uh, probably called, be accused of uh, trying to start a fire or something like that. Yeah. I don't want to draw yeah. attention to myself because when you when you start a fire, you draw attention to yourself by keeping you. Yeah, of course. You yeah, don't no. want. Yeah. To draw attention to. And by the way, do you, do you have any children, Aidy? Uh, two. And do they know the situation you're in? No, they've no no idea. I'm sorry. And I'm assuming because you don't have anywhere to bring the children. Are your children young, by the way? Uh, 
Um, kind of neat. Yeah, so I'm assuming then you don't have access to them because you've nowhere to bring them. Well, I bring them out, but I don't bring them to my house. No, you, you, don't have, bring them out. Yeah. you don't have a house to bring them to. Exactly. So that limits the amount of access you can have to them. And, like, I can't take them for a weekend, because no. where am I going to put them? Oh, you can't keep them in the forest. Unless I get a, a yeah. hotel. Yeah. Because I'm not going to I'm not going to put them in, in put them into a tent. I'm not going to treat them in kind of any Chevy place. So I'm going to make sure at least they're they're looked after. No, of course, of course. <laughs> Stay there just for a second. Stay there, Darian. Let me go to Morris as well. Morris, how are you doing? Okay. Uh, thanks, Niall. Um, in relation to the the original question, the like my parents' generation in their sixties, like there, you talk about families having six or eight kids. They didn't have a room for each child. No, you had bunk uh, beds. Yeah, yeah, they, they had bunk beds, and there could have been two or three kids in the same room. And when you hear people turning away housing, and also in my area, I've heard of people turning turning houses down because they don't have chimneys. The new houses that are being built don't have chimneys. Because a lot of these people would be burning their rubbish because they don't want to pay the council um, to take away their rubbish. So, like, that's very frustrating because for the likes of me as a dairy farmer in Waterford, you know, I, I, I haven't received anything from the state, not that I needed to, but I'm paying taxes all the time and then hearing people then on, the so, on social welfare having a laugh. And there are a lot of fellas I see in the pub are the ones that are on social welfare and also they'd be doing cash and hand jobs. And they'd, all, they'd be just laughing at it. And it laughing at people like me because they've, they'd often be joking about the fact that I'm out killing myself every day, no time off. And those guys are always in the pub and often I'd see on their Facebook to be in Spain and Lanzarote. So you wonder how, how are they able to pay for that? And you wonder why isn't um, yeah. social welfare checking up on, on all of that? Well, I told you one of the most bizarre refusals they had in Dublin County Council was a family who were contacted because their social house was ready for them or an offer was ready for them. And they told the, the county council, to, can they contact them again in a couple of months' time? They're away living in Spain for the summer. So, like, why would they need, if they're away for Spain in the summer, how, can they, like, how, how would they need social housing? Uh, well, this is, and, and somebody else complained, and this is the other one, that there wasn't an electric car port in the front garden. And I'm going, if you can afford an electric car, you don't need a council house. Do you yeah, know what I mean? But, but I go, yeah, but I, I, I was in placement uh, when I finished college. I was in Germany for about six months. And there was a, a man he left during the crash. He was from Mayo. He was a welder. Family was still in Mayo. And he was, what he was doing was he was working most of the year. And he'd, he'd come back a few times during the year. And he'd be sending money back. That was back in 2015 because there was no work anymore in his area. That's what he had to do. And after and people had to move, go to America and family stayed at home or went to Australia. And then you hear people, oh, I can't see my man. Who's about? I want. Like it's, it's it's rubbish. Like if you go to Waterford City, it's the cheapest city to live in in Ireland. You can buy an apartment, let's say. But they, but people won't do it. I mean, here, here's the thing. There is loads of accommodation around, well, maybe there was, there's not as much now, but certainly there is still lots of accommodation around the country, right? But people won't take it because they want... So you've got, say, Mary, for example, who has two kids, right? And let's just say she's not working and she has two kids and she's looking for a council house, but she wants it in Dublin. It's not, they'll offer her a house, say, out in Kildare or out further out. Oh, no, I don't want that. I want to be near me ma. 
So I had a woman on the air was sleeping in the back of her car with her six kids. And I said, why are you sleeping in your car with six kids? You've just been offered a house. And I think she was offered a house over in Balbriggan or somewhere. And she said, I don't want a house in Balbriggan. I want a house in Tala, near where all my friends live. And I said, but you're sleeping in your car. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a disgrace. Because like, like, when you think of it, like, you only take, if you get a train ride to Dublin from Waterford, it only takes about, what, an hour and a half, max two hours, depending on yeah. the, the day. But like, you know, the amount of money you'd be saving in relation to accommodation, you have people turning out, I have to be, like, if, you, if, you're, if you're using public transport in Dublin, let's say, often my sister now, who's an accountant up there, would be saying to me when she's using the bus, She'd be often, she, it would take her the guts of an hour because of how long it takes with traffic and stuff that's mm. being held up, going from one part of Dublin to another. So, like, that's the same. I, but no, it's, just, no, but it's just people being ungrateful. I'm listening to AD, who's been on the air pouring his heart out there for the last 20 minutes. He'd be happy with a garden shed somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Well, as long as it was heat and light in it. But, but like, the, the council also own 5,000 properties that are boarded off council properties, and they're not doing anything with them. No. There's and and that, by the way, they're just the 5,000 that are boarded up. There are houses vacant all over the country. There are still ghost estates, for example. There's so many houses in places like Leitrim and Roscommon at Lone, all the kind of, you know, the central part of the country that people haven't taken. And they've been offered to people and they won't take them because, oh, there isn't enough amenities for the kids or I have to travel a little bit further to get to a school or my ma doesn't live near here. And I understand all of those inconveniences. But if you want to live life and have those conveniences, sadly, you have to have the money to buy your own house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, when I bought my first house going back 30 years ago, it wasn't where I wanted to buy a house. I would have preferred to buy it somewhere else, but that's all I could afford. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah like, for instance, like my parents are, bo- are, were always, are both working still. And um, it, I had to cycle to school. It took me about 45 to an hour to cycle to, to and back. So mm. like two hours in total. Ah, they won't do that nowadays. <laughs> they, they have to be within arm's length of the school now. I'm 28. Like. I'm 28. Yeah. I finished school back in 2013. And uh, so that's what I had to do. Okay, well, sorry. Just, I just want to come back to Darianne very quickly, who can, just before I go sure. to uh, Darianne, yeah. you know, I mean, should people have, you know, at, say most one refusal or two refusals? How many refusals should you be allowed? point in time none because so take what you're given no i think you should have to take what you're given because and and i also think it's the council who are not following up on these people if somebody says i'm not taking it because i can't you have no electric car thing that why aren't they being investigated to ask why have they got the electric car and be re-put through the whole system? You see, that is going on the whole time, and I know for a fact it is. Or, or, or the other one, the other one as well is there isn't enough space for two cars, or not enough room for me motorbikes. People, I mean, what's Niall, wrong with people? Nile, there's people paying thousands of pounds for apartments who are working in 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 you know big jobs, whatever. And they still only get one car parking space. You know, so what is this entitlement about? And, and, and as I said, you look there at 80 and, and the times we're in, no, nobody should get you. If you don't accept where you get, tough. You're off the list. Put them off for a couple, five years. Uh, well, hang on, because I, I need to go to a few more callers. But just before I do and before I say goodbye to 80, 80, I have had so many messages and WhatsApps in of people who want to try and help you out in some way. Um, I don't know what we're going to do about that. We'll have to try and uh, kind of negotiate that after the show or whatever. But, 
I'm really sorry for the position you're in. How are you okay? Do you how do you feel right now? Um, my biggest worry at the moment is somewhere to live. So I just have a roof over my head, and I don't give a shit if it. Excuse my language. I don't care if it's uh, if it's a shed in the back of a garden. Yeah. At this stage. Just somewhere, somewhere that you know is safe. Somewhere you know you'll stay dry and you'll stay warm, particularly coming into the winter months now. Yeah. And and pretty much. And when do you think you're going to be in a position that you might be able to rent somewhere yourself? Do you think you'll ever be in that position? I, I'm, I'm extremely sure I'll be able to rent. Like I said, I pay back my ex, but I, apparently what I owed. Yeah, apparently. And apparently, yeah. I get you. Apparently, yeah. and I'm looking after my kids. I'm looking after myself. I'm not waiting away. I'm clean. I've washed my clothes when my clothes were washed until they all got stolen. Um... I go to the local gym to have a shower and wash every morning. Um, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dirty. And I mean, when you, when you, if you were to see me on the street, you, you wouldn't be able to tell. I'm yeah. homeless. I know that's the hidden. That's what they call the hidden homeless, isn't it? We 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 always think of homeless people as these kind of shabby people on the streets with social issues, where that's not the case, really. I mean, there's you, a working man, well dressed, possibly with what you have left. I don't know what clothes you've left. But we don't know what's going on in your head, and we don't know what your circumstances are, and and your circumstances are dire. They're absolutely dire. You know. Like I said, my biggest problem is just trying to find somewhere to sleep, sleep safe tonight, and yeah. everything else is secondary. Yeah. Well, look, Ad, I I'm gonna let you go, but I wish you well, and I really, really hope Thank you. that things get better for you, and I hope there's a better, bigger light at the end of the tunnel. And as I said to you, I know exactly how you feel. I've been in your situation, and. In two years' time, you will look back at this time and think to yourself, oh, I'm glad I got through that. That was a tough time. And you'll, be in, a, and you'll be in a much happier place. So always think of the future. Don't be thinking of the now. I know that's difficult to get that out of your head. But don't be thinking of the misery of now because now is miserable. It's absolutely miserable. There's no doubt about it for you. But things will get better. And you can look back at that miserable time, you know, when you're a little bit more successful and you have somewhere to live and your kids are coming over for the weekend and times are a bit happier. So I, I wish you well, Eddie. I really do. Thank you very much, sir. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Eddie. All right. Sorry, thank you. I, I just want to restart those phones there for you. Um, I was going to say, yes. So a lot of people texting in about AD, by the way, a lot of people saying that they would love to try and help him out in some way. And I will communicate with Terry Ann because obviously she offered to do a little bit of help if she could possibly go with AD there. Some of the messages coming in, Alan says, there's plenty of people in Ireland who are stuck living in their homes in rural accommodation due to the lack of opportunities and accessibility to work that would be over the moon to accept a tiny box room uh, just to get some independence. Considering approximately 70% of the 18 to 30-year-olds are stuck living at home, this self-entitlement is a little disgraceful. A four-bedroom house for free and they're still not bloody happy. Sarah on Facebook says, if it's in a bad area, then I might understand. I snapped up the first place I was offered because I just needed to move out of my mom's. I'm doing much better now at my mental health since getting this place six years ago. Was on the pardon me, was on the list five years too. Someone was totally looking looking down on me. Uh, Sarah says, uh, sad individuals can't even run their own podcast without robbing content from a woman's page. Yet these grown old men just says it all failures, whatever that's even supposed to mean. Firstly, the people who answered on Facebook may not have been grown men, actually. It could have been a woman because the three of us work on the show. That's beside the point. Anyway, and we're sad individuals. Rob, taking for our podcast. Well, then, if you don't want content or if you don't want your messages uh, to be used in any form of media, well, I suggest you don't make them public. That's probably the best thing you do. 
anyway, and I'd be, to be honest with you, I don't even believe the story. I think it's so, so outrageous. I don't actually believe it. But getting back to the actual topic, and the topic is not about that stupid story on that stupid page where loads of women all shout and roar at each other. It was just a good reason to talk about it. The idea that 5,000 houses are being turned down on a regular basis by people who are on the housing list for stupid reasons. Some, the reasons are not too bad, but a lot of the time, they're stupid reasons. As I said already, you know, uh, not, a, not enough room for my American fridge. Not enough space in the back garden for my trampoline. No room in the front garden for two cars. No electric port to plug in my electric car. I mean, realistically, does nobody in the council use their brain? Because if somebody in the council did use their brain, what they'd be saying is, why are we giving a council house to somebody who can afford an electric car? I can't afford an electric car. But yet somebody getting a council house can afford an electric car. Unless they got it for nothing off somebody. Let me go to uh, Tony first if I can. Tony, hi, how are you? Hello, how are you? I'm good. Tony, I mean, should people be allowed to refuse houses from the council or should you be banned from the list if you refuse a house? It has to be an extremely good reason. It has to be an extremely good reason. I can understand if there's a woman that is maybe on her own with three or four children and she depends on her family support, maybe a disabled child, especially needs to help. Something mm. like them find that needs to be near our family for family support. But and I would agree with you to some extent. Well, hang on, Tony. I agree with you to some extent, right? But if you're buying your own house, let's say, right? You're a private purchaser and you're buying your own house. You might not be. You might not be able to afford to live. What happens if your mother lives in Rat Mines or Rat Car? You might not be able to afford to live near her. So you, you have to make ends meet. You have to figure it out. So I mean, for people who are buying homes, they don't have the luxury of deciding where they live. No, people have to go to Jordan. They have to go to Dublin. Absolutely. To to yeah. Have to go to loads of places. But I'm on about in special circumstances. Yeah, but just maybe like one refusal. Yeah, right. Okay. Like overall. No, because that poor man, Aidy, that was on the phone. Oh, my heart broke. That's heartbreaking. That's sorry, no. And as you reiterated, yeah, but just like our government has open arms and open borders in this country. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I, well, there, like, there's no, no reason for him to be there. It's just go along. Well, I mean, hold on, Tony. You can't not say it. I mean, you've got a man who sounds genuine, who's gone through a hard time, who's living in a forest, right? Because he can't get anywhere to live. And yet we have 120,000 people who come into the country and most of those have been given accommodation. So I've, I just find it mind-blowing that he could be left out in a forest somewhere and the council just turned around and said, that we can and do for no one will speak up for him, though. He can go to his local CD. Maybe if he changes his nationality. Oh, I'm losing your phone there, Tony. We're losing you there. Just put your phone back up to your mouth. Oh, yeah, you're better there. You go. go ahead. Sorry, Tony. What are you saying? Oh, we've lost him. Let me go to Angela. Angela, hi. How are you? Grand. How are you? Angela, I, I'm sorry. We, we kind of started off talking about the, the, the social housing and should you be banned off the list for refusing them. And that's the main crux of the story today. But uh, then when I listened to Tony or to AD at the start of the show, geez, that was heartbreaking to listen to that poor man. Just, like, I can't understand. I really just cannot understand how there are people getting preferences over our own. That's basically what it is. Yeah. They're getting preferences over our own. You know, and, and you know, I think you should be allowed one refusal, okay? But you know, I, well, yeah, but on what grounds? 
Could you, should you be allowed a refusal because your kitchen isn't big enough for an American fridge? No, no, well, no. But no, they no, are. No, no. Should you be allowed to yeah, refuse no, because there's no plug for your electric car? You know, it's like, it's like let's say, if you're applying for college, right? You get a couple of choices. There's your first one. There's your second one you could do. So that's what I'm saying. You're allowed to refuse one. Okay. I wouldn't even so, allow. No. I wouldn't even allow that only in certain circumstances, as Tony said. I would only allow it in yeah. c- a certain circumstances. I w- certainly wouldn't be allowed it because there isn't enough room for two cars or something stupid like that. Well, they can feck off. I mean, this whole crap now. With I'm sorry, I've I've um, five kids and I'm getting a four bedroom house. Tough shit on you. One of one of the refusals. Here's one of the excuses for refusals. I think this was in Kildare. Lack of storage for motorbike collection. Oh, good luck to you. Why <laughs> don't you sell your motorbike collection and buy a house? Mm. Do you know? Uh, this, this is what I had to. I had to laugh at. No, it's kind of still the same subject, but blah blah blah. Was um, I saw a thing there the other day where it was a woman and she's in a two-bedroom house, council house, and she's two daughters, and one of the daughters is now transitioning. So now she's looking for a three-bedroom. Oh, I saw that so one, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, uh, no. Yeah, because her daughter has transitioned to a boy. They need, she need or he needs, she needs a separate bedroom. Yeah. No, yeah. that's called, yeah, that's called, here, love, go out there, throw on a pair of trousers yeah. and a pea cap and pretend you're a boy so we can get three. Yeah. Three bedrooms, right? I mean, That was no. on the same Facebook page, by the way, that particular story. On the, at the what Page, Maz on a rant. Maz on a rant or something like that. Yeah, oh, it's just a load of women all giving out to each other. Yeah. yeah, they're always on a rant about something. Mm. But mm. Um, no, I just I don't. And and this is the thing. Everyone's given out. Oh, we're in a housing crisis. We're you know people can't get houses. But I don't want that one because that garden isn't quite as big for my ten dogs and my four cats and my six kids. And the back garden isn't big enough for the kids' trampoline. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm sorry. Like, I know it's different times now. Of course I know it's different times. But if you look back, like, my my mom grew up in a family of eight kids. You know, and they'd sleep top to toe. That's the way it was. It's yeah, our bunk beds. One of my yeah. best friends, she's one of 13 kids. 13 kids. There was a house in our area. I lived in Edenmore. And people will know who know come from Edenmore of my area will remember who the, the family were. There was a house and there were 17 kids in a three-bedroom council house. Yeah. yeah. 17. Like, I mean... Just got on with it. They, they just got... And the, the same with that, like, a good friend of mine, there was 13 kids. And my recollection, because I'm, I'm trying to count... Now, it wasn't a council house they were in. It was, you know, mm. a, a house that they built themselves. But there was a four-bedroom house. And that was mom and dad. That's 15 people living in that house. Like. Yeah, three or four sets of bunk beds. Yeah. You know. Get over they, it. You know, people did it. Whereas now it's like, oh, you know, poor Johnny gets slapped the whole time. Like, but my little Johnny wants his own room. Well, tell Johnny if he wants his own room, get a bloody curtain and put it up in the middle of the room. That's okay. It. Sorry, just to get back to Tony, because I lost Tony just before he gave his answer to the question I yeah, asked. Yeah, sorry about that. No, that's okay. That's yeah, so Tony, Angela's saying one refusal. But but one I one refusal. I think one refusal on extenuating grounds as well. Yeah, no, no, it has to be a good reason. Yeah, that's a good reason. Has to be the only reason that I would reason. look at it. What about? By the way, what about this reason that comes up commonly? Right, the area is a kip. 
Oh, go away. So there's loads of various kits and all. There's loads of various kits. Yeah, you, you have to have some kits. Those, you know those areas have lovely people in them. Well, you live, by your, you live by your means. People, beautiful people. I was brought up in the council house. Now. So I was brought I. up in the council house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but just like, and there was four of us in a bed. And we just had to get on with it. Well, we didn't even have a quilt. Coats over the bed. Their own room. <laughs> people only got their own room. Imagine the luxury of having your own bed when you were a kid. I know, yeah. yeah. Now, I do having have to say, now, I'm sorry... I was blessed. I didn't grow up at the council. No, you grew up with a silver spoon in your mouth, Angela. I, I had the silver spoon. Now, hold on a second. No, my dad worked damn hard for what we got. Mm. Now, we had an amazing child. And, you know, I'm not shoving that down anyone's throat. I had an amazing childhood. I have an amazing set of parents. But all in all of those, like, Kips and housing states, there are lovely people who grew up in them. There are lovely people who came out of them and there are lovely people well, I mean, who still live in them. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are areas that are kips. Tony's right. There's always going to be kips. But here's the thing. If you get an area or a house in an area that's a kip, you make the best of it. You better yourself yeah. and then you move on because that's the whole purpose of social housing, isn't it? Yeah. Now, the only one, one reason you were saying what would be a good reason, right? Yeah. Okay, I think a good reason for not accepting a house is if you have to get something like, um, uh, Joe, let's say the Dart or the Lewis and two two buses and all that to go to a school. I don't think that's fair. You know, well, like... People did it years ago. They, well, they just get, well, they, they didn't just get, a, get kids into a school closer to you. But that that's right. But that's, that's hard at the moment. That is so hard. I know. Well, okay. Well, that, well that, that problem should be fixed. There should be more amenities. Yeah, resources. I you know, that. there should. And that's the thing. If, we, if, if this country is growing at the rate it's growing with the influx of people, then that has to be looked at. No, no, you're right. We do have to deal with the infrastructure as well. Thanks. Sorry, thanks, Tony. Stay there for a second, Angela. Let me just go to James. James, hi. How are you? Afternoon, Tino. Welcome along to the party. Uh, James, I, I, look, I had intended just to talk about, you know, turning down houses and then 80 come out at the start of the show as well. Which was quite devastating to listen to. Mm, Telling us all about the fact that right, wasn't the poor man. Uh, he, the man, but even listen to him, he's broken hearted. You know, it's sad now when, when when a citizen, an Irish citizen, who actually works, pays tax, is living in a tent. It's mm. it's disgusting now. It's absolutely disgusting. As has been mentioned a couple of times, we're flooding the country with people who will never contribute anything to society, socially, fabric. You know, they'll never can can contribute anything to this country either the social fabric of it, financial, they'll never contribute anything. They'll basically sponge out the system for the rest of their life, where we have our own citizen, who's unfortunately, whose marriage is broken down, is living in a tent. But he's not even living in the tent, was robbed last night. Well, now he's living under the trees. Yeah. Like, it's just... He, know, has, he said he well, might have enough money to go out and get himself a jacket today to stay dry. That's crazy, now. That's well, just crazy. Look, the way I look at the situation is this now, as I posted in on the uh, on X today or Twitter, I still can't get my head around it. Yeah. Um, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. The particular woman who we're talking about who's got five kids, she can't afford to buy a five or a six bedroom house for herself. Maybe she needs to keep her legs closed, first of all. Second Ooh. thing is, she's oh. not in any <laughs> position. No, no, look, the simple fact is this. Well, now we, you know, well hang on, on. We, well, we don't know the circumstances. She might have been married with four kids and got separated. So you don't, you don't know if she's a single okay. mom with the four okay. kids. It's possible. Right. It's quite possible. So or maybe or, or, or to the extreme, problem. there could be four different dads for the four kids. We don't know. It, it, that's, that's, yeah, that could be possible as well. But look, at the end of the day, now, put your cloth to fit your measure. Simple fact is this, you know. 
I'm in the lucky position now. I live in a very, very nice area of Dublin. And the reason why I do that is because of sacrifice. And so be, both me and my wife have sacrificed hard to have what we have. And this woman just wants, to, basically wants the council to look after. And the problem then is if her kids generally, what seems to happen is the kids see that cycle of, I should be my, you know, got a house from the council. So why would I bother better than myself? Sure. You know, if they're women, they'll get themselves Oh, it's gen- no, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that this is generational. Um, and, yeah. and I showed a woman on the air there going back about five years ago, and she rang me, and while she was talking to me, she was outside the post office. And then she, she decided to tell me what she was doing. Her daughter that day had been cut off children's allowance because she had reached the age of 18, and she brought her daughter down to the post office or wherever it was, uh, the local council office, to put her onto the housing list. So she was putting her 18-year-old on the housing list. In other words, setting her up for failure for the rest of her life. I'll tell you a quick story, Niall. I'm driving, Niall, one one day I'm driving by the council offices. This woman flags me down. She gets in the back of the car. I could see she was fuming. I said, are you okay? And I'm going to quote her here. She goes, the bleeding corpo won't give me daughter a house. And I said, why should they? What's going on? She goes, she's just had a baby. I said, okay, so your daughter's had a baby and the council won't give her a house. So I says to her, and she kind of goes quiet because she's had a baby. I says, okay, she's had a baby. You give me one good reason why the council should give her a house, and I tell you what, I'll pay the first month's rent. <laughs> and she couldn't, right? She couldn't. And then she said, well, I'm a taxpayer. I said, okay, can I ask what do you do? I'm a cleaner. No, don't, no disrespect to cleaners, now. I says, you're a cleaner. I says, no disrespect to you. I says, but I'm sure you're probably on minimum wage paying minimum tax. So the tax you're paying will not cover the cost of your daughter's house. Now, no respect to people who are cleaning now. I'm just saying the no, fact I that the point she just mean. assumed that she was paying. You, you assume where I'm going with this. Yeah. She's paying minimum tax and she expects all the state services for that. And I said, I'm sorry, darling. And I, when I say darling, I get that from my mother. It's me being condescending to people. I <laughs> says, I'm sorry, darling. Life doesn't work that way. I says, if you want something, you get off your hole. And you work for it. But there are people in this country who permanently go through life with their hand out. You know what I mean? But see, uh, the, the problem is, Niall, right, and a lot of it is down to social media, right? You have a situation where someone goes to a, a particular counsellor and says, you know, blah, blah, this situation, my daughter, um, what's it called? The council will give me daughter a house. I went to speak to counsellor Paddy Murphy. Right? I hope there's not a counsellor Paddy Murphy. So is, I apologise to counsellor Paddy Murphy. And suddenly counsellor Paddy Murphy can't get her a house. Then she's all over these sites like uh, giving out about women it. moaning. Yeah. Women moaning, giving out about it. And then he gets, oh, that's disgraceful. I'm never going to vote for him. Blah, 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 blah. That's his political career. Over. Yeah. He turned around and said, well, her daughter wasn't actually, you know, I didn't qualify for the house. But, you know, you know, as the old saying goes, Niall, you throw enough muck, it'll stick. And, and the reason why a lot of the councillors then will try and help people out is because they don't want their name dragged through the mud if they can't, or some of them won't do anything. But the majority mm. of them can't do anything because, you know, of, of, cer- of circumstances. Oh, we, 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 we only got an email in from somebody there last week to say that uh, uh, she didn't want to name the person, but she said, I need more, coincidentally, where I live. And um, this girl she knows who has three kids and she had applied for a council house, in e- but she wanted one in Eadmore. She eventually got one in Eadmore. And when she got the house in Eadmore, she then, off the council, she then moved out of the house, moved back into her mother's house and rented out the three bedrooms on Airbnb. Oh. I have heard of that happening. I have heard of that. Oh I, I, I have God. heard of that happening, Niall. 
I have heard of that happening, you know, and not just in in Dublin, in other parts, because, you know, the council just don't have the staff to seem to back it up. They kind of, they more or less say, look, there's your house, congratulations. And then the particular housing officer just moves on to the next person. And, yeah, you know, I, I mean, you seem blown away by that, Angela. I, don't, I'm not, I wasn't blown away by that because I'd heard that story before. I've heard that people are doing that. That's not an unusual I, situation. Yeah, I like, yeah, I think you heard me go, <gasps> I was like, way, and here's the other thing. Here's the, here's the other thing, right? So somebody gets a three bed house at the council, right, and rents out two yeah. of the rooms, and um, because of course you're allowed to earn up to fourteen thousand a year without paying any tax if you rent out a room. I believe if it's a council house, you should have to pay tax on it because it's income, oh, and and no, it's, no, and it's income out of something you're not paying for. The ca- the taxpayers paying for it. <laughs> it's different no. if it's your own house. Do what you want. If you're renting out a room at the council house, right? Let's say we're going to do an average now. A what? 400? For a room? The minimum. For a room? Where? In Dublin, you're looking at 1,000 euro a room. Okay. Well, down in Clare, you'd be looking at about 450 to 500 a room, right? Mm, Yeah. Um, So not only are they getting the house and a lot, so now they're getting 900 quid. No. If you want to do that, then you turn around and go, do you know what? You can keep 200 of it and that's it. No, I, I personally believe if you want to rent out the rooms like everybody else, rent them out. It helps people find somewhere to live like AD, for example. But you should, if it's a council house, you should have to pay tax on it or pay 50% of it back to the state because you're getting the council house at a reduced rate. Stay there, lads. Let me just, I, want to, I need to go to Jane in a second, but I need to go to Dave first. He's been waiting a little bit longer. Dave, hi, how are you? What's the crack? Good. Dave, should people be allowed to refuse council housing? When we look at some of the figures, like, for example, Kildare, 38% of people offered a council house to refuse it. Really? Yeah, because I, and I gave out some of the excuses earlier. I'm not going to go through them all. Not enough room for me motorbike collection. Um, not No electric socket outside for the electric car. There isn't enough room for two cars in the garden. No room for the American fridge or the trampoline. I just, look, the, the list goes on. But if you have a motorbike collection, as in more than one. Yeah. Or an electric car. Yeah. Why are you going for a council house? Uh, this is the point. This is the, is nobody in the council going, we need to examine this or investigate that. Yeah, I can't afford an electric car. No, neither can um, I. Uh, on your way, it's just that's mad. Um, look, <laughs> I think there are, look, there, are, there are valid reasons. I mean, I've been in some council houses that were head to toe with mold. You know, like where the council lads have come in, done up the place, ripped it apart and then basically fills the vents with expanded foam. Or there was one I saw before, maybe that. Um, someone I know was getting their internet in. I know this doesn't have to do it, but it's just a funny story. Um, what the council did was, uh, when they put in the new door, instead of rewiring the, the, um, the phone socket for the internet, they just screwed the, the faceplate onto the wall. Oh, you know, so like when the light... Well, when the, okay, I will accept that there should be a standard... And, and every house should come up to a reasonable standard. You know, if you go in and the ceiling's falling in or there's, you know, piss dripping from the toilet above through the ceiling or something like that, absolutely, of course. But I would hope, I would yeah. like to think that in 99% of houses or houses that uh, the council operates it, out, that they're not doing that. No, I don't, it, it happens a lot more than you think, particularly with older houses that probably need... Okay, but well, there, there are genuine reasons for refusal. Yeah. Uh, but by the you, know, you can say, listen, I'm refusing it now until you fix it up, and then I'll take it. You know what I mean? No, no that's, that's fair enough. But, like, you would also, like, I mean, I've heard case of people with kids with special needs that might have to travel most of the way across the city to get their kids to school and stuff. I mean, stuff like that are valid enough reasons. I, I think uh, I, I don't like the area... Uh, 
you know, if you're on the council list for 15 years and someone offers you a place in Darndale, I know it's a shithole, but like, you're well, not better off. The, the people who live there wouldn't agree with you, but however, it's well, it's a yeah, it has a lot of social issues. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. But if you yeah, do, but here, yeah, but you are yeah. right. If you don't want to live in Darndale or you don't want to live in Ballyfermot or Finglas or any area that might have social issues or so, well, then you buy your own house. Yeah, but see, I think the reason, like, the problem with a lot of these areas of social issues is the fact that the people causing the problems, a lot of them are council, uh, council tenants and the council just won't turf them out. They won't kick them out because, you know, they'll say, oh, I have nowhere to go. How are you going to show us out in the street? That's the problem. You know, if, if the councils themselves had a backbone, and started turfing these people out on their ears. Those areas will probably get a bit nicer because all the bad elements are gone. I mean, like, I can't really see, like, if you're really that desperate for somewhere to live, most people, well, then again, it's 38%, but I don't know. I just, I, I can't see, unless it's a really valid reason, like, you have medical issues. The, mo- the most common reason for a refusal, by the way, is not near enough to their mother. We live in Ireland. Like, <laughs> you know, you can... You can drive from one end of this country to the other in, what, five hours? I mean, you know, and particularly if you're living somewhere like Dublin that has actual, um, what would you say, public transport. Well, no, yeah. I can tell you now, nobody has been offered a house five hours away from the mother. So the most you're going to be no, offered a house is probably a half an hour, an hour. But they're turning them but down. Like, but, there, but there are so many places, like, out the country. Like, like, why are the councils offering people, like, empty houses and ghosts? Because they won't because they won't take them because they want like you look at the situation in Dublin, right? On the HAP scheme currently, you have twenty five million go to private landlords a month, right? On the HAP scheme alone. That's not including council housing and temporary accommodation, right? And here's the situation. In a lot of cases, it's people who are not working. Okay? Some people are working in low income, but it's a lot of cases it's a single mom, two kids, not working. Do not doing any work at all, right? So they're just living in the house. There is no reason for them to live in a city. They don't need to live in a city. But, because that's costing too much money for the state anyway. But it doesn't seem to matter. We still do it anyway. And and the only reason they do it is because she wants to be near her ma. Now, if you want the luxury of being near your ma, buy your own house. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. But I, I, the only thing I'll say is if you are a single parent and you don't have much in the way of support or family and stuff around you, turn from someone else into the country, it's a bit harsh because that is incredibly isolated. And particularly if you're coming from you know, being used to living in a place, but, saying, like, you but don't Dave, drive, you hold don't. on, but Dave, if you're buying a house and you're a young couple and you only qualify, say, for 320,000 euro, you know, a loan, right? Uh, which probably most even don't qualify for that nowadays. You have no choice but to move out of the city and isolate yourself. Uh, don't, listen, that's fair enough, but like, you see, what you said there, though, is a couple. I'm talking about, like, if you're a single parent and you don't have support there, I do think turfing you off out into the middle of the six is a big kind of cruel, if I'm being honest with you, because, you know, being a single parent is isolating enough at times, particularly with younger kids, to just start lumping people off out into the countryside where there's no infrastructure, no public transport to deal with, that I would find to be a big callous. Now, I'm not saying give you a three-bed semi right beside your mother, I'm not saying that at all, but at the same time, you know, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. Okay, well, hold on a second, let me go to Jane as well. Jane, hi, how are you? Hi, how's it going, Lyle? Are you J- well? I'm good. Jane, should people be allowed to refuse two and three houses from the council? No. Uh, one of the most, depending on extenuating circumstances. Mm. And there would have to be a good reason, in other words. Yeah, it has yeah. to be a very good reason. But the thing is, is I mean, like, I'm an inner city dub, and at the end of the day, my grandmother counts in Finglas, and in the 60s, she bought her house on uh, basically left to buy. Yeah. 
where she was paying a few bob every week off the house. Yeah. Now that is the problem. That should be allowed to be able to do, be done today. Mm. So if they own their own property, then they can make all the changes that they want and do whatever they that they like. I know what respect. you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like over three thousand, three and a half thousand council homes all across Ireland are laying empty at the moment. It's actually the number is bigger than that now. It's nearly five thousand, I think now. Uh, from that belong to the council. Yeah, and I mean, like my grandmother died there a while ago, and her house basically, you know, it sold very quickly. But uh, a few of them around the area that were council houses that were laid vacant were just boarded up. See, what happens is, too, if somebody refuses a house, like, it takes a few weeks to admin and find a person for the house suitable, and then they find somebody, and then they say, come on out and have a look at it, and they go, no, I don't want to live here, it's a kip. And then they, the council then have to go back to their list, find someone else. All that takes time. It all wastes time as well, while people are looking for somewhere to live. I mean, the reasons people are turning them down, some of the reasons are ridiculous. Like, one of the common reasons is the internet speed is low. You won't find three-bedroom homes, three-bedroom semi-homes or whatever in Dublin city centre. You'll just find flats. Yeah. That's it. That's all that's up for grabs at the council. At the end of the day, there, anything that's new that goes up, it's bought up in mass by vulture funds. They're buying up housing estates. They're building their own apartment blocks that are just for let to buy. The ones down the road from me, two of them went up, two big, huge uh, apartment blocks went up and they were just for basically letting and they're two and a half thousand a month. Wow. The most common, by the way, can I point out on what you just said, the most common reason in the country for houses being refused, apartments or duplexes are being offered instead of houses, which is one of the most common reasons for refusal. But here's the thing. If you're, say, a single mum with a kid, and you're offered an apartment or a duplex, and you're not offered a house, there are people who are going to say, and James said it a few minutes ago, be thankful for small mercies, and beggars can't be choosers. Now, I don't know, is that the right thing to say to somebody? No, I mean, that's, if they, if they refuse it, I don't know what planet they're living on. Well, they want a house, you know? see, isn't this? that They want a house. They don't want well, an apartment. They don't even any. They're just going to have to get used to it. If they think they can get a house in the middle of Dublin City Centre, they have another thing coming. Stay, do me a favour, stay there a second, because I want to go to Peter as well. Hi, Peter, how are you? How you doing, man? Long time now, talk. It's been a while, Peter. How's things? Great, brilliant. Good. I got a new house. <laughs> you, <laughs> you got a new house, okay. And, and is it a council house? Yeah, I got. I was on the housing list for years, and um, I got a phone call one day, and I thought it was someone winding me up. They said we have a house for you, and we want you to come and look at. And I said, I don't care where it is, as long as it has four walls and a roof, I'll be there. Um, I went out. It was last year. I. It didn't bother me what the property was like, wherever, as long as, as it was livable. I took the first house I was offered and moved in. Now, I will say that it's hard. I had to change um, my teenage son from one skill to another. Yeah. And it was touch and go whether he would get a place, a place in the school. So what he had to do was he had to get up two hours earlier in the morning and get a bus back to his original school until the summer break and then he was able to move across to a school where we live now and the same with my daughter um, to change schools um, we're currently trying to change GPs but there's no GPs in the area we're in so we have to go back and use the GP in the old area but I didn't care about all that 
All I cared about was that I was getting a place that I could have build a family home and have have a four walls and a roof over my head and call it home. That's all I was concerned about. Yeah, this, yes, the security and, and knowing knowing that a landlord can never turf you out. Yeah, exactly. Because the landlord I was with was trying to up me rent by six hundred euros a month, mm-hmm. and he, he wasn't part of PR. And, and Peter, what do you like say that? to people in the same situation as you, but they're turning them down because the internet's not that fast, or because I can't fit two gar- cars in the front garden, or there's no plug for my electric car, or I can't fit an American fridge in my kitchen. The best thing to ever happen to me was to get that house because it's not mine. I, I'm, I'm, it's like boy to let. It's my, in a way, you know, it's my house. I have my children there. I can do that house up the way I want to be done up. I've changed me kids across and it has changed me life. I've got a new job. My wife has a job. It's, it's, a, it's a base where you can operate out of. It doesn't matter where it is or you make it happen. And, oh, yeah, and you are right. There can be a little bit of hardship initially if the kids have to move school, but that happens to people when they move house all the time. So there is hardship involved. Changing GPs, of course, can be a big problem in this country because we don't have enough GPs and you can't get into a GP's office these days. So that can be a big problem. But look, there are hurdles to overcome if you move. But this idea of this woman I had on the air going back about five or six years ago, but you may remember, Peter, and she was in Tala, and the headline the paper was woman sleeping in car with six kids. And I got her on the air. And I said, have you been offered a house with a council? Yeah, but I'm not living over in Balbriggan. I want a house in Tala beside me ma. And I'm going, so no. you'd rather sleep in your car with your six kids and put their lives in danger than take a house in Balbriggan. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Well, mm-hmm. The first house I was offered, I took straight away. And if that, this, 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 the stability that that's what they're bringing to my family, my children, my wife, everything now is like, because we're there nearly a year, everything is at the falling into place with the skills, everything bar the GP. And it just, the stability it gives the family, the children, the happiness, the place that they can come home to at night and call home and not having to worry about the landlord arguing with me at the door about rent going up and if you don't want to pay the rent, they'll find someone else to move in and all. There's none of that. You have security. It's your home see, 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 James and Jane, I know you're still there. That's what I call, that's what we need. People who are grateful. And I don't mean that to be, dis- I, I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to you, Peter. But people who are grateful for the help and the support that the state has given them. And, and because of that, he can be more successful. And him and his wife, they've got themselves new jobs. The kids have new schools. They may get better educated. And he has a place he can call home for the rest of his life without having to worry that the landlord is going to come and take it off him. So that's what... He, but, but unfortunately, Jane and James, we're not getting that. We're getting 38% of people who are turning their nose up to it. See, Niall, yeah, just like get in there. there. See, Peter, it doesn't have the whole I'm entitled to a culture. Peter puts his family first. That's why it's the sign of a real man, Niall, and his wife puts it as a real woman. Put their kids first. They said, right, we'll get a roof over our heads. We don't care where it is. Our children are first. And then they sacrifice by his kids doing the two hours transferred to get back to their old area for school. The summer come in, then they move schools. Happy dad. I'm delighted for him, Niall. You know, I'm actually delighted for him because they're the good success story. Like, yeah, yeah, kids that have to find new friends, yeah, I know, yeah. Change sports, all that. But to see the happiness on them of having their own little bedroom 
and making their new friends and all that. You can't, money can't buy that stuff. And when exactly. people are refusing exactly. houses, they're refusing that they could actually go from Tala to Valbriggan and create a whole better life for them and their families. In that instance that you were talking about. Yeah. Like, I, I just can't believe it, honestly. And as you know, the life I came from, I'm grateful for anything that I get, <laughs> to be honest with you. Oh, well, no, Peter, don't... I mean, when you say things like that, you're kind of putting yourself down. I mean, you were the one years ago, many, many years ago, who got off the drugs. It wasn't anybody else. You were the one who turned your life around. You were the one who got married and had kids. You were the one who changed your life. So give yourself some credit. Yeah. Well done, mate. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, well done. We love you, Peter. Huh? We love you. No, 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 no. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, thank you very much indeed, Peter. Thank you very much indeed, James, and James as well. Uh, I think that's about it for today. And for so many people, by the way, we're texting in. I have so many messages here. Hold on, I'll just get some of these messages. I'll read them out to you. Oh, by the way, AD did send me in a photograph. He mentioned, of course, on the air that he had hurt his hands, and he sent me in a photograph. With both his hands are bandaged up. This is AD who was on earlier on. Also, I'd like to apologise to the people on Facebook who normally listen in on Facebook. For some reason, we had a technical glitch today and it didn't go up. Ironically enough, it went to my own personal Facebook page, but it didn't go up onto the uh, the show page. So we do apologise to you for that. Uh, we'll have that sorted out by later on today. But if you do want to listen to the show, you can listen to it later on on the website, nilboylan.com. Anyway, so don't worry, you won't miss out on it, all right? Um, please support us, support the show, and help us to provide a platform for you every single day, for people like Peter, James, Jane, everybody, AD, and people who are on today, everybody who is on today gets a platform, gets an opportunity for thousands of people to hear what they have to say. And we want to continue to give you that opportunity, uncensored, no rules. We want to give you that opportunity. We believe in free speech. Unlike much of the media, we actually believe in it. We need to give you that opportunity. So please help us to continue to give you that opportunity every Monday to Thursday from 12 o'clock right here. And on top of giving you that opportunity, we'll have guests, which we've had on a regular basis. We do interviews. We talk to important people. We talk to politicians, hopefully. Many of them we've spoken to already, people who are in certain circumstances and situations or unusual people who may have done something unusual throughout their life. All those interviews are available on our website, by the way, nileboylan.com. If you want to see them on video, all you've got to do is register on the website. If you want to just listen to them, just go to Spotify or the website or Amazon Music or iTunes or any of the usual places you get your podcasts. Thank you very much indeed to all those who have supported us over the last three months. We're only three months doing this. And I'm going to be honest with you. When we started this first, we predicted how many listeners or, or downloads, as they call it in the, in, the, in the online world, we would have in a year's time. We exceeded that in the first three weeks. Now, that doesn't bring in money, by the way. Can I just point out? That just means that a lot of you are downloading and listening to it. What does bring in money and what helps us to continue doing this is you registering on our website because we don't run ads. We don't have a stupid ad on the screen in the background, which I've seen in some podcasts, by the way. You know, it's kind of corny looking ad in the background. Mix heat and systems. Or something. Because the problem with doing that is, is if we have an advertiser on the screen, well, then that advertiser will decide what you can and can't talk about because they'll stop advertising with you based on what you happen to be talking about. So we decided we wouldn't go down that route. So please 
go to our website and support us. It's the only way that we can actually cover the cost of what we do every single day. We're asking you to give us the price of a pint of beer once a month. It's not much to ask. So I would ask you to do that. Some of you have done it already. A lot of you haven't because you maybe you can't afford to. And that's fine too. If you can't afford to do it, watch the show for free or listen to it every single day. Continue to do that at 12 o'clock. But if you can afford to do it, if you can squeeze that extra fiver once a month to support us and help us to continue to do this, please go to our website, nileboylan.com. Click the register button and you will see the options there for registration. Thank you very much indeed for everybody who got involved in the show. Don't forget to share it with your friends. This show will be available in about an hour's time on our website, on Twitter, on Facebook, everywhere. All right. And on all the usual platforms as well. Until then, have a great day. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow at 12. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Nile Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. <laughs> <laughs>